0: Hello, my fan friends. Welcome to another Rahalastapha this week with archaeologist and Pompeii expert, Dr Sophie Hay. It's, uh, there's some interesting stuff in this one. It's uh, pretty academic. I think you can enjoy it. I'd hardly mention cocks at all. Oh, maybe a bit. Um, hope you're enjoying these. We will be keeping them going um, very soon. On uh, 6th of February, we are doing two Rahalastapha's live stream from the Clapham Grand uh, due to... Check out uh, my website, RichardTone.com, for details of how you can watch those. They will be coming up on the feed, uh, non-live, at some point in the future. Uh, and do keep checking out twitch.tv slash uh, RK Monday night's snook- self-playing snooker tournament. Very exciting tournament with 40 players whittled down to about 24 at the moment. Uh, and um, also Thursdays. We do Twitch of Fun, my puppet show, with lots of fun extras, largely improvised, nearly entirely improvised, occasional sketches in it. And Wednesday nights, we generally record Rahalastapa so you can see these before they become podcasts, see them live, see all the stuff we cut out for broadcast, swathes of stuff lost lost from these shows. Uh, if you do watch Twitch and you're with Amazon Prime, you can give us money at no cost to yourselves by linking your Amazon Prime and Amazon Gaming accounts and then coming back every month to subscribe. If you've already done that, please remember to come back every month and subscribe to someone. That money could help us make loads more content. As always, all that money just goes back into making more stuff for you. It's a win-win situation. Let's sit back, relax and enjoy Raha Rahalastapah with Dr. Sophie Hayes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man who is now a film star and too good for this, it's Richard Herring, hello, welcome, I've come back, Uh, it's me Richard Herring and welcome to Richard Herring's last sighting of Trump podcast, Uh, though I was hanging around with all the living US presidents this week and all of them with uh, one impeachment or less they all call it Ruhlesspuss, so uh, I don't know if that's going to catch on. Be interesting to see. Um, uh, good to it was good. We, we're recording this on the day of uh, the inauguration of uh, Joe Biden, President 46. Um So that's it seems positive, doesn't it, but I don't think we I don't think we've seen the last of him. It's like Darth Vader spinning off, isn't it? In that little, he'll be back. Don't you worry. <laughs> there's a there's a part two coming. Uh, that's my guess. Um, so yeah, look, I was away last week. If you're watching it live, if you're listening to podcasts, it's business as usual. Uh, but I was in Wales um, doing a, a film, a bit, a bit, a big film star now. That's the second film I've done in uh, two months. Uh, I was playing a, a businessman, a successful businessman whose business has gone down the toilet and who's come, arrived at a wedding. With a sex worker, so uh you know, business as usual. Tight cast. I thought I, they didn't tell me about the sex worker part till the right the last minute, um and it was improvised. uh I had a bit of bad luck on the way. um On the way there, I, uh, there it is. Yeah, look, I, I, I got lost, and then I drove around about three or four times looking for this castle we were meant to be in, and uh got diverted to a place where people were being vaccinated and. I was meant to get a covid test so i thought it might be where i was and i went in and out in and out and then i drove over one of those spikes that they have to stop you driving the wrong way up a <laughs> uh up a road i just caught it with the back wheel got a flat then I had to walk up a massive hill carrying all my stuff in the dark and there were stags and deer all around uh and uh i think they should have made a film of that what happened to me it was uh, absolutely a disgraceful way to start my film career it was cold there was no scent the central heating wasn't working where we were staying does that happen to Brad Pitt? Ah, I thought I was a big film star. I thought it was all happening. Um, and I just want to talk to you about uh, this. Uh, this I'll put it up on here because the green screen messes up. Oh, what a giveaway! I gave away, it's a green screen uh, rather than me sitting in front of President Trump, slowly moving away. Um, I, I noticed this sif uh, bottle in my bathroom this week, and uh, though I refuse to call it sif, uh, I call it jif. Uh, in fact, I still call it Vim. Ian Vim invented this and I don't know why he's allowed the name to change so much. I'll start calling it Sif when you start saying I'll be ready in a Siffy, or I just Sizzed up all over you. Anyway, the reason I, it caught my eye because at the top it says reuse this bottle for life with Sif, Jif, refi- Eco Refills. Uh, now don't get me wrong, I applaud the innovation of having refills for your sprays. In order to cut down the plastic waste. That is a good idea. I just think the idea that I might be using this same bottle for the rest of my life is unrealistic. I think that's setting unrealistic expectations for it. Does Ian, Vim, Jif, Sif genuinely think in 35 years time the 88 year old me will be reaching for this same spray bottle? If, if Ian Jiff thinks that, he's living in a fucking dream world. It should say, reuse this bottle a few times with eco refills, after which point you know and I know that the slightly complex spray nozzle will have broken after repeated unscrewings and re That's still better than buying a new bottle every time. Also, let's be realistic, some of you are maybe 18 years old and might live for another century. Will Jiff even exist by then? I can guarantee you it will have at least changed its name because we have form for this kind of thing. Maybe it'll be called Biff or Spaff or fuck, who knows? We have no respect for your memories or loyalty. Uh, will the eco-refill still be available in 100 years' time? Will people still have bathrooms and kitchens or be living hand-to-mouth in a post-apocalyptic nightmare? There are too many parameters for this to have the claim, use this bottle for life. If you get five uses out of this bottle, you've done fucking brilliantly. You can pat yourself on the back. If you really care about the planet, I reckon there's probably more ecologically friendly sprays out there than Jif. Uh, I remember when it was a powder. That was Those were the days... Why do they keep changing names of stuff? Call it what it is. Uh, Maybe they wanted to put all that on it, but uh, they couldn't fit it on, so they just went with reuse this. Why stop this? I'm going to hand this down to my children as an heirloom. We could keep this going for 200, 300 years' time. Someone's going to do it. That's going to be the Antiques Roadshow. That'll happen. Don't you worry. Right. Brilliant. There's more stand-up for you, my fine friends. hope you enjoyed that. (laughs) So, look. We're going to crack on with our fantastic guest um it's uh she's probably best known as co-author of the paper roman barrows and their landscape context a gis study at bartlow cambridgeshire that's why we're all tuning in today to i especially sick of talking about the uh, roman barrows in cambridgeshire so we might talk about something else will you please welcome the amazing dr sophie hey ladies and gentlemen how, how are you
1: I'm good. I'm good.
0: Do you remember much about uh, the uh, Roman barrows and their landscape context? You, you <laughs> I
1: do. The flashbacks yeah. were immediate. Yeah.
0: There was quite uh, a lot of papers yeah. I could have chosen. That was the much. I know one you I went for.
1: No, you went for my most popular one, I believe. <laughs> I get reminded on academia every week how popular that one is. So it was you looking at it all the time. It was me looking at looking yeah, you okay, up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense now. Yeah.
0: I got distracted because <laughs> you have the same name as a porn star. So there was quite a lot of the research that went in the wrong direction before I that you brought it back in i brought it back to the Bar- roman barrows Jeez. how what is their landscape just can you sum up what their landscape context is just
1: for their for the uh, They're huge mounds yeah. they're huge mounds yeah burial mounds
0: my i uh, when i where i live in cheddar uh, all the roads are called the barrows and barrows road and barrows croft so i think there were barrows in cheddar but they just got so, le- leveled so that we could live there
1: exactly no it's probably the highest point in cambridgeshire
0: Oh, wow! Well, I mean, it's not very high, flat, is it? So. yeah, yeah
1: exactly. so they, I mean, um, it's no,
0: uh, it's, uh, it's not the, it's the one in Ipswich. Well, why can I not think of the name of the most famous uh, barrow, the, the Viking one? You know which one I'm talking Sutton about. Sutton Who? Sutton Who? it's no Sutton Who, is it?
1: Yeah. No, it's not. No, no. Did no, you find no any boat. big? No boats. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: hey, look, Sophie, it's really lovely to meet you. I don't know. I, I've just follow you on Twitter and think you're brilliant on Twitter. As you know, I'm very interested in Pompeii, and we've we've been we've been chatting on Twitter every now and again. I've been retweeting you for a, well a long time, it seems. I didn't. Yeah, think you're it was obsessed as
1: with lava. <laughs> I'm obsessed with lava. I'm obsessed with,
0: uh, with yeah with uh, how, volcanoes. How you survive them? How you? Well, there's there's lots of things, but you, you I, your Twitter handle is Pompeii seventy nine, uh, and. Uh, I recommend everyone follow you because there's lots of great. Uh, you're always first with the news, it seems to me I but, am, about yeah. Pompeii, uh, but also other things as well. I, th- I liked the piece of information that the Latin for Hooray is Io or "eo." I don't know how they say you it. Go, yeah, that and was... that is that became possibly became the exclamation mark.
1: I learned that Indeed. from you. Did you? That's yeah. great. Yeah, I didn't no, know. No, that. I like that. Yeah, no, and it was it was for Saturnalia because that's how they kind of used to say right. happy, happy Saturnalia.
0: All I remember, so, uh, I was obsessed with, my, I really loved doing Latin at school. I had a great Latin teacher, and this is why I got into Pompeii, uh, because we did those Cambridge courses. Did you do those? Yes, I, I, I'm working on them now. Are you? Yeah,
1: I'm going to feature in them. Are you?
0: In, in, yeah. I bought them again. I I didn't I did oh, so I didn't even do O-level Latin. I worked ahead right to some of the A-level ones, because I loved it so much in the when I was 13 or 14, <laughs> and then I wasn't allowed to do Latin in my choices. So it was slightly know It would have been quite useful, because I did...
1: Uh, yeah, in. no, me too. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, all I remember is Mr. Moore, our fantastic Latin teacher, made us be farmers, and we had to do the bit that went, Oige, Oige, Agricolae hodie non laborant. That's the only bit I remember. But I was good at Latin for a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's
1: better than I got. I, I'm still on Caecilius Est in Hortus. Yeah,
0: so Matilla you... uh, Est in Artrium. yes So I do remember I some of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quintus Quintus is doing something. He's in uh, the garden. Yeah. don't know what and that then, is.
1: And yeah. then. Groomio, the cook's always Groomio. getting drunk in the kitchen. Groom. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, it's great.
0: So they're bringing them out again with you. What, with you featured in them as a Roman or you just.
1: I, I as a, no, as I, I think this sort of little archaeologist who gives them sort of top tips about wow. the archaeology behind the story. Yeah,
0: Um. well, it's very fast. So it's very fascinating. How did you get into archaeology, first of all? Because to me, you I'd rather be a, an archaeologist than a comedian. So I'm quite
1: jealous of
2: you.
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's give it a go for a year. See how that works out.
1: Yeah, it works out. A day will do. for A minute. Warm up gently. Um, Well, I blame my parents. Obviously, Uh, they took me on holidays to Greece and Italy, um, and I kind of fell in love with wandering around ruins and just sort of wondering what they looked like in their heyday. And so I thought, well, okay, let's let's go find out. And there's only one way to do that. So.
0: And so you became. You went to university. Became I an did. and so how did you become an archaeologist? Is it I have done <laughs> I did some archaeology in my year off my gap year in 1985 1986 uh, and one of them was at the University of Southampton, which is where you were. were You're a professor there, or you?
1: Studied uh, there? Yes, uh, no. yeah, doc, uh, doc, just a worker. Doc, a worker. There. <laughs> a work so be, yeah.
0: I was wondering because that was 85. I was wondering if by the time you were there whether. People still were still talking about me and my career all, all the time.
1: Yeah. 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 No, no, no. It was it was aspire to be like Richard. Um, <laughs> Did you ever work
0: yeah. in the Mian Valley when you were went out? To the... I
1: didn't. Mm-hmm. No, no I stuff. think you'd covered it. I think well, your work there was, uh, you know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I
0: was <laughs> you telling you, really you beforehand. I, I on my first day, I'd never done archaeology and they didn't tell me what to do. And I started digging up something that I was meant to just leave and put a marker on. But they hadn't really explained it. And then for the rest of the two weeks I worked there, they put me on. He put me on a little Victorian ditch that ran through. Where
1: you can and, do no harm. Yeah, and I found
0: a, I found a pin, a <laughs> Victorian good. pin, um, and I kissed a Dutch girl. Uh, so that's that's what bet. I imagine. That's... It's mainly like right. It's mainly yes. That's
1: all we do. <laughs> yeah. We find pins and kiss Dutch women. <laughs> that's what I enjoyed it. It was yeah. nice. It was good. <laughs> that's why I signed
0: up. <laughs> and then I wrote, a "Play about it. So it's all good." Um, so uh, so did you decide before you went to university that that was going to be your career or did you sort of think yeah so you knew that it's a. and did were you particularly interested in roman stuff above all else or did you I think so
1: and i think i chose the romans because they basically went to all the nice places around the mediterranean (laughs) yes so i (laughs) it was kind of like broaden broaden out i didn't want to do roman britain because i thought well yeah being stuck on a moor somewhere in the middle of winter digging is not is not my bag so no. i thought I'd, I'd choose the guys who went you know out into the med. so i get to go to a place like turkey and the north africa and italy obviously so yeah, yeah no, i chose wisely yes you do well i've phrases. seen i've read some of your <laughs> blog
0: I mean, there's a blog where you talk about going to Uzbekistan and iran and
1: Oh yeah, that yeah. was there. Yeah, that's more jollying. But, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. So, <laughs> There's a lot here. of travel. <laughs> I don't. I don't go jollying on a moor in England.
0: No. <laughs> and cool. so, do, if you is getting a job at Pompeii, which you worked at Pompeii for four four years, right? Yeah. So is that like the kind of holy grail? I mean, no, the holy grail is the holy grail of archaeology. Well, it is,
1: it? <laughs> yeah, I never but found. But is it? <laughs> Still is it? Still looking. Is,
0: did you ever find the Holy Grail? Because that's that's <laughs> no, what
1: you're, just that's what you're looking for. Lots of the holy parts, but okay. never the Grail.
0: So yeah. is that the thing that everyone's aiming to do, or can you just say I'd like to go to Pompeii and they go off you go? Uh,
1: no, it's pretty sought after. Yeah. I, I I I was very lucky. My my job interview for that actually took place in a pub in London, so it kind of set the scene for what was, what <laughs> right. was to come. Uh, but yeah, no, I had worked there at university for one year, and then uh, one of the professors went off to work in Italy, and he said, "Do you want to come and?" Well, he actually sent me for for three months, and I stayed there four years. So, um, Terrific. I, I I just took longer doing the job than was <laughs> was <laughs> I was supposed to.
0: And because um, there's a lot of Pompeii still that has been unexcavated. Well, right? what proportion? Because it's I've been there a few times, and it's massive, and a lot of it's on view for everyone to see. But yeah, what it's purport- still one
1: one third. Really? right? Hasn't been that. So yeah, two thirds you can wander around, and one third is still. Completely covered up to them.
0: And is the spots. stuff that you were working on is that open to the public now, or is it is it mixed uh, or is it,
1: it? It is a bit open. You can walk down the street now because when yeah. I worked there, it was all closed off. But you, so you can peer in. So I was working in a in a little bar on a corner, right. which again, yeah, fitting. Um, and uh, yeah, so we excavated the bar and the and the barman's house next okay. door, where we found his donkey yes. in the front bedroom. So yeah. I, <laughs> there were stories. There's interpretation. <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, we went for the clean version. Yes. What's the um, What's yeah, the we clean went, version?
0: Because I can only think that <laughs> he was trying well, to protect. They, they his turned dog the key. bedroom
1: into a stable. Okay. Um, and there was a little dog in there as well.
0: I mean, um, at the last minute, though, as well, when it's all coming down, you know, you're going to think, okay, well,
2: you know, there's the no rep- <laughs> no one's
0: going to dig us up and put plaster <laughs> casts and we'll find out what heard. we're up to. <laughs>
1: exactly our secret is safe Thankfully. <laughs> so were
0: you working in that one place the same location for all four years or did you, is that, does uh, it take yes. four years Yeah,
1: it, do- it does take too well to excavate it did um, and then in when I wasn't digging and, and, every, and the sort of big dig team had gone away I was recording the standing buildings right. and trying to tell the history of the house through the walls which is where my wall <laughs> obsession started <laughs> um, <laughs> they're more interesting than they sound
0: I think they are very interesting. Well, it's quite in archaeology, that's quite it's unusual yeah. to get walls, though, so, right?
1: Well, exactly. Well, it's basically you're looking at Roman DIY. Yeah. So, um, but no sift bottles, unfortunately. No. No. Well, you never you. know. Did, 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 they recycle,
0: did they recycle bottles?
1: <laughs> well, I know. I was going to say, you started off with a good piece of material culture. So it's quite <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's what we need from the Roman period, is these people keeping going, these these objects. So, yeah.
0: Well, it, but that's what's fascinating about Pompeii. I guess that's it is just getting that glimpse of what um, actual Roman life was like, because obviously all the histories, uh, there's, a, there's some, you know, the Roman culture has at least some documents and things that have survived, but it's all about the... The, uh, the leaders really yeah, isn't it exactly. in the wars so you don't really get to find out much about everyday people and that's what's sort of exciting about pompeii yeah.
1: no absolutely it's a it's like a, it's like the best opportunity we have to see the layman the little man on the corner yeah. and the slaves who are completely invisible normally but yeah our little barman you know he's now we've got a name for him we found his name right uh, it was it was written on some amphorae, which are those big ceramic vessels for holding wine yeah and we found his name written on it it's like a delivery address essentially it's like so they knew where to, to, to dump the wine
0: and it said donkey fucker um, underneath so you knew it was him <laughs> so
1: it's was, it was, yes. it been... but in latin <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> um, um, but yeah exactly uh so uh so yeah so you can when really you start putting names to people and then we have a little graffito uh so someone in a house has scratched a little face it's got a big nose and spiky hair, and by the side of it, it's got the name Amaranthus, which is the name of our Roman. Okay, so we've even got technically a kind of little face for him, you could uh, work it out. So, yeah, so and do you, is he
0: is he one of the is his body is his body there or no? So the, the no, donkey's the donkey's not. there, but he got he's, donkey,
1: donkey, and the dog are there. He yeah, either got away, found, I found one leg bone, so that could have been him. Oh, okay.
0: But, I was going to yeah, say he could hard, have got away but he could have died <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. Well, I was going to talk to you about a few of the developments. So the thing that interested me recently, there's been a couple of developments. I think you've tweeted about both of them. But they found a mar- that what they're saying is probably a master and a servant on the, yeah. uh, escaping. Uh, yeah. and and they say they're probably male is what it said in the the yeah. stuff I was reading. One of them's definitely a male though, Sophie. <laughs> and that and, and, and nobody is. except me has mentioned this fact. <laughs>
1: uh you're correct
0: <laughs> <laughs> why is nobody mentioned
1: everyone's skirting around that little <laughs> subject well,
0: it could have, isn't that do you not have a duty to that man to just put a couldn't you put a bit of cloth i mean i know it wasn't you personally We're talking. <laughs> not about exactly
1: but, i you would know, have done you I, and would have, I would have got some pixels and <laughs> placed them casually over the top i mean uh, i know poor
0: guy yeah it's well was nervous so you know it's not it's it's a little nub there it's not much it, to no work no it no, might, the main no. thing might have broken off in there. <laughs> well,
1: in the exactly. I mean, yeah. well, that would be really sad for him. Yes. Now he's just remembered for, for only part. But
0: probably. that's weird, isn't it? I mean, a when you're working there uh, at Pompeii for four years, are yeah. you worried about being caught in another uh, volcanic eruption and killed all the time? And b yeah. do you work out what pose you're going to pull for Correct. the future archaeologists?
1: <laughs> yes. <And what> did <laughs> Both you... those things went through my mind. <laughs> what constantly. did you
0: just, What did you decide to do?
1: uh right well i was obviously gonna have a trowel in my hand if i wasn't actually on the back of a motorbike escaping pretty fast yeah uh, i was gonna yeah i was gonna be on site with a trowel in my hand just yeah. yeah with some odd things in my pocket so that they would find them and then you know well that's a kind bamboozled of bamboozled my... by by what i had in my pocket
0: that's kind of an archaeologist thing right oh, no, i remember no, no. um on oh, 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 that one nice. on my first of the two digs i've been i mean i don't want to Pull rank on you here, <laughs> but the 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 digs I did in the 1980s, when I'm guessing you were like a child,
2: yes,
0: um, yes. I they there, the, the guy always buried his his boots, the uh, an old okay. pair of boots in amongst, <laughs> in amongst, so that future archaeologists would find his boots and be confused. Nice. I don't yeah, think they'd be the that confused. I think they'd think no. someone's dug down and put some boots in here. Yeah. Um, Correct. <laughs> it seemed a waste of boots. He had to, to think
1: that one through a little
0: harder. <laughs> I don't know if he went through with it because thinking about it, that would have cost him a lot of a money reason, and boots. I mean, Unless he just... I hope
1: he didn't do many explosions. No.
0: I think he did a few. He's, he was called Richard. I remember him because uh, he's called Richard. It's, you know, it's a very... It, when you've only done four, four weeks of archaeology, it feels like like a long, long time in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I was eighteen, it was my first time away from home. Uh, but you know I would it, it must be ve- I mean somewhere like Pompeii where you're literally finding <laughs> almost complete rooms and steps. frescoes and it must be w- were you were you there at the discovery of anything like amazing like that or w- when someone finds something to do does everyone go and have a look or oh absolutely yeah,
1: yeah. yeah no we spend our time trotting around seeing what the yeah, so sort one-upping of one, man, sort of one upping ourselves on what we found. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's crazy. I mean, I did dig on Salisbury Plain in my university days. So I was just scraping back on chalk, finding dark pits Yes, with, with a piece of fleck of charcoal in it. So yeah. I've done that part too. So yes, going to Pompeii was like winning the lottery, really. And we found things like a gold ring, Okay. Um with a little stone set in it, which actually had a little horse on it. Wow. Brilliant. Uh so yes, no, that was that's that was be- that's I better knew than a... that I was definitely not doing <laughs> Roman print. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, better than
0: my Victorian pin. Pets. I think you've been. I think you're probably a better <laughs> 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 archaeologist than I am. Uh, I didn't
1: find it though. I didn't find uh... it. Uh, yeah, so it was it was just it was beyond my zone. <laughs> uh but no the donkey the donkey is is pretty good. I think yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, but it's not you can't sell that. You know. No
1: you can't put a skeleton on eBay, <laughs> <No>. correct?
0: <laughs> I would be I would definitely steal some of the stuff. That's why I wouldn't be that good an archaeologist.
1: If yeah. you found
0: like a load of gold coins. Yeah, I mean take just one. one. Yeah. That's just that's the tax, <laughs> isn't it? That's the tax for that's, yes, find that's a finder's fee.
1: Payment yeah. exactly. The uh, pay, Romans payment.
0: would be up for that. Uh, and the other well the, so the you you were working on a bar but that's not the same bar the the bar that's recently been no. found um cool bar Yes, which uh, looks is incredibly Im- it's impressive. In,
1: it's it's insane, yeah. Even for Pompeii standards, It's yeah. it's absolutely unique in Pompeii. It's so
0: amazing. So, what what is it? How, why is it unique? And
2: what? What's... Well, a it's huge. Right. Uh,
1: normally, bars are just like level shape with, with with a couple of pots and sort of uh, encased in the bar. But this one seems to have, I think, it's eleven pots. Right. So they're doing a huge range of food. And in the past, all we've known about the contents of these things is, is dried food, basically. They found grain. Uh, and dried fruits and things inside, but this bar they've started finding bones of animals, which is actually illegal. You're, you're not supposed to really be cooking up meat. There's lots of sort of dictates saying you can't, you can't serve hot food or whatever. So this bar's being super naughty anyway. Right. Um, but then it's the contents. So there was a there was a uh, a snail sheep and fish stew, I think, on the menu, which sounds delicious. Mm. Uh, and then there was a pork. And fish dish of some sort, whether it's a soup or not, we don't know. Uh, but the sort of you know early early surf and turf, if you right. like. Um, <laughs> uh, but these are amazing to find, to find sort of animal bones and stuff. Is it's the first time in Pompeii. Really? Okay. It's been dug for 250 years. That's pretty pretty cool. Yes. Um, and then the frescoes on the bar, obviously, were That's just jaw droppingly beautiful. I think I, I, all I saw on Twitter was everyone saying, "I want yellow in my house," and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. already got it." Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they were they were stunning. So there's those two sort of dead ducks. So it's kind of like having a bit of a menu on your bar. So and a very nervous looking rooster uh, <laughs> who's still alive, going, "Hang on, <laughs> uh, I'm next. I'm I'm next for the pot."
0: And so that was how that was a take, was sort of takeaway food. Was that how everyone yeah. was kind of getting their food, or was
1: well a lot of a lot of people? Where there are yeah. a lot of kitchens in Pompeii. I mean, they're they're not all just eating on the street. Um, there are plenty of kitchens to be seen in Pompeii. Or oh, obviously, right next to the toilet, usually with basically nothing in between. Right, so <laughs> they didn't they didn't have the same concept of you need two doors between. Uh, <laughs> I was in just, a hotel like that in Swansea once that they could stir and poo at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah, well, it's the circle of
0: life, isn't it? That's the circle of food. it <laughs> exactly. might as well have it all in one place. Straight in and out. And was it at this that this bar that the um, there's graffiti on this bar saying uh, nicia shameless shitter? Is that the yes? So that is yeah. that the person who ran the?
1: That's what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a Greek. He's right. a Greek guy. He's not he's not native to uh, to uh, Pompeii. Uh, but yes, yeah, obviously loved by his clients. It sounds um. like they were all pretty
0: shameless shitters. If that's the way that the toilets <laughs> to work. Um,
1: it's quite a walls. specific.
0: I mean, that's again, it's it's history. You're not expecting in two thousand years time or whatever to have to have this thing still going. You know, that guy go, oh fuck, I'm never going to live this down. But at least when I'm dead, as he was dying, I I was thinking, oh, at least that's over. No never going to stop saying I'm a
1: shameless shitter. And then you're yeah, exactly. turning up. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Look, uh, everyone, gather
0: round. So, is there was there was there? I mean, there's a lot of sort of um, there's a lot of sort of rude stuff around Pompeii, right? So the Romans are oh. quite obsessed with the penis, which I find very childish of them.
1: Yes, well, uh, indeed, yeah, indeed. Uh, Mature. What, what
0: was the? <laughs> I've, in my short show, talking cock, um, I, I used the the uh, hic habitas felicitas. There's mm. a picture of a which I think's from Pompeii, isn't it? But it's a it certainly Roman indeed. thing. Um, so... It was actually
1: found above a, a, a baker's oven. Okay. <laughs> so it was kind of, you know, wishing luck to the bread being cooked.
0: So why, what was the logic, you know what the logic behind putting cocks everywhere um, was for the
1: robes? <laughs> well, you have to remember, it's a very, it's a very male society. Okay. So the most, the most sort of robust male um, symbol is obviously the penis. Um, oh, but right. in fact, they use it as a sort of good luck. I mean, obviously there's, pornography as pornography but most of the time when you just have a random phallus hanging off a wall uh or on the paving stone or in the wind chime lamp i mean they are pretty ubiquitous throughout society mm-hmm. uh these are more to ward off evil right uh so it's uh, it's the the fascinus which is the divine embodiment of the of the phallus okay um and basically yeah they're there to to ward off the evil eye so it's like you know crossing your fingers when you walk under a ladder or whatever it's 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 protecting yourself okay which is why they're everywhere and on crossroads so that there's no accidents and things like
0: that. okay and do you think boys that's
1: their story and they're sticking to it do you it? think the
0: fact that you know now you know kids just draw boys draw those in the condensation window do you think it's the same yeah. thing passing down That there's some i, I absolutely echo?
1: do i think there's that on that scale very little has changed okay <laughs> For men, yeah, obviously. Yeah. 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 Yes. I
0: don't know, you know. We're not, we're not I'm not that obsessed with my penis. Um no, no. uh or all of them in general. And what what I find because obviously there's a lot of um Roman literature that has we've has been lost is there's, there's amazing things have survived, uh but lots and lots of things haven't survived or have survived in parts or you know, been quoted in other sources. <clears throat> is there any chance that in that third of Pompeii and whatever's left in Herculaneum that we'll discover all these lost works of?
1: I would, I would love there to be a library in Pompeii that's excavated. I think that's, I think if you ask most archaeologists, that's what they would say. Yeah. Although I'd like the planning office because obviously looking at walls, I'd quite like to know that <laughs> But no, the library, the library would be amazing. But the fact is, in Pompeii probably wouldn't get that much surviving if it's on a scroll. Right. We don't have any scrolls like they do in Herculaneum. We We have some tablets um, which are just uh, blocks of wood with wax, which they would have written on. And we can see what they, the, the wax is obviously melted in the slight increase in temperature during yes. the eruption. Um, <laughs> but the, the wood has carbonized and we can see this, the scratching marks. So we can we can read those. But scrolls would be just incinerated. Right. But the um, ones in Herculaneum, Herculaneum survived, yeah.
0: And you can read those by with Very X-ray, slowly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and are uh, they yeah. bu- are they books or are they in the Herculaneum? Are they books or are they They're just scrolls? Yeah.
1: yeah. So in the olden days, they used to try and unfurl them, and yeah. that would, you know they would take sort of five years to unfurl two centimeters or something. And now, obviously, they have cool technology where they they basically scan them and they recognise ink letters, and they can just you can read the whole thing without even um un- Right, without unraveling it, which is really cool. The sad thing about that is that they're all quite boring, um, sort of texts. Right, and and the guy, the guy's library was basically he was a fan of one author, so <laughs> so everyone's sort of sitting there waiting for the missing book of you know Suetonius or whatever. They're not going to get it. No. They're going to have more boring philosophy uh, from one guy, yeah, demos.
2: Well, that's what so I'm yeah. hoping. Someone so, just, yeah,
1: just some waiting. fan of
0: mine will just have my books. Yeah, my five seven or eight books and nothing else and (laughs) somehow that will survive and that will be passed down the ages. That's what that's what you've got to hope for. Uh, Well, that's all you can hope for. (laughs) So I'll ask you, I'll ask you a version of an emergency question, but it's about Pompeii. If you could take away from Pompeii one item that they would have said you're allowed to. You've done so much great work, Sophie. We're going to let you keep one thing and take it home with you. And it can be a fresco or anything. It can be an item. What mm. thing from that's been discovered? in The whole of Pompeii and all the history of Pompeii. Mm. What would you? Oh, would you is wow. it the bloke with his cock out? Is that's what? <laughs> is that what you say? <laughs>
1: Obviously. <kind of> <laughs> um Oh wow! Um Oh my god! I, I, I uh, Yeah, no one's ever asked me that question before. No, I, I, I hang out with too many respectful. It's not stealing. They they're saying steal. you're such a <laughs> good archaeologist. To, they must have done to that
0: point. to Indiana Jones. They must have gone, "You're allowed to keep that. We'll let you keep one arc of the covenant."
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I probably would then, I would choose, I would choose the little graffito of my barman, I think. Ah. Oh, that would be my take home. That's yeah. not worth
0: it. You could, have, could have got it's something not, worth loads of well, money. Okay.
1: <laughs> so then I wouldn't be keeping it. I'd be just putting it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, some massive gold bowl. <laughs> Or all the
0: massive... You could have one of those... Wonderful, you could and have I'm a <laughs> mosaic or all the walls. I know.
1: Look what I've done. I've just... a little graffiti. It's <laughs> what just, would that's you nice. steal? What would you steal? I don't know from <laughs> Pompeii. I don't know. Whatever the word is.
0: Um, it's not stealing because they've said I can have it. No. I would... I would... Um, uh oh it is a good question i guess I've got, i like the i like the i knew you were tweeting about this the the other day about the dogs all having the same collars but i like the little the the, the little mosaic of the dog the famous
2: okay. one
1: okay yeah yeah somewhere. yeah so i'll probably I take we've that. we've all got it somewhere on something then something i could stick
0: adding. that outside my front door because i have got a dog and you have to okay. be aware of it because she barks at you and stuff well, but uh, she's not uh she's not too bad she's not too bad um Great. So uh, uh, there was uh, yeah. I was going to ask you this another emergency question based okay. on Pompeii. Have you ever seen a ghost in Pompeii? Did you ever see a ghost? Because if they're no. ghosts, they'd have to be ghosts in Pompeii. I was
1: always amazed they didn't do ghost tours. Right. It's like if this was in England, it would be a whole thing going on. The the Italians don't seem to get ghosts, Right. and they just don't believe them. And I was I've been in Pompeii a few times at night uh and obviously there's no street lighting so you are kind of you know wading around in the dark and i was praying that i would see one i'd love to (laughs) or just heard an agonizing scream or something It doesn't sound that nice but uh no sadly not
0: no i think if there's no ghosts Uh, in pompeii they can't be ghosts because that is well exactly no they all died in horrible pain and with unfinished business exactly
1: no no i agree but no there's there's no culture of it and i yeah i've tried But I have tried,
0: honestly. Maybe they just didn't like living underground all that time when they were ghosts and they thought, "Oh, (laughs) "Oh, screw this, we'll go on somewhere else. And then they got dug up. We'd only waited a few. (laughs) Patience. (laughs) And so do you feel like, obviously, as, uh, I mean, Pompeii's been sort of excavated over several centuries, really, hasn't it? And people were, there were medieval people trying to get in there and nick things.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. And so how
0: much has been lost by poor archaeology through history? Well
1: yes a lot <laughs> um, and just oh, add an note, is that just that politely like, yeah. <laughs> uh yes uh yeah no it's uh, the the 250 years worth of sort of official excavations i should say um yeah it's been dug for different reasons over over a long period so originally you know things were just being carted off if they looked nice but you know the archaeology the the little details like we're looking at bones in a in a pot they wouldn't they, they would not be no. interested in that at all uh, so, yes, there's a massive missing element to our work, which is why I think, you know, thank goodness there is still one third.
0: Yeah. And uh, do you feel We
1: can wait. We can wait till we can do this properly.
0: Do you feel that, though, with that, you know, maybe in 200 years time, archaeology would be even better and that you're missing out? Loads of yes, stuff.
1: I do. So... All the time. <laughs>
2: so... So
0: you well, should so stop doing you should stop digging <laughs> so we stuff just up. Stop. <laughs> we should all stop, stop until we back. definitely got to the best at being archaeology we can get.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because they might be
0: able to like bring people back to life in 200 years time. They might be able oh, to, wow. you know, get a bit of DNA and they might be able to travel back in time.
1: Now we're doing yeah. now we're doing Jurassic Park. They might be able to it. and then okay you've wasted part. it. You could
0: have got your bomb and you could have been back.
1: <laughs> Who needs ghosts when you have the real people? <laughs> yeah, what a waste. <laughs> well,
0: and even in the time you've been working is that i mean there must have there's been there must have been like uh huge advances if in i suppose in terms like we're talking about the reading those oh, scrolls
1: yeah so- yeah no even while i was yeah even while i was there i started off hand drawing walls and now you know they get a piece of kit and they scan them and you can see you know the tiny little granules in a in a pebble oh geez okay uh yeah so no it's 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 sort of gone leaps and bounds but we shouldn't ever really lose track of of, of what we're recording and why i think that's no. more- sensible hat on is that you know without 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 looking at things uh, properly um, if we just scan things and go home we, we're missing quite a lot yeah okay that's my that's my no, okay good point
0: <laughs> um and do you have any strong feelings about what the date of the eruption of vesuvius was very
1: strong <laughs> <laughs> yes uh I'm team pomegranate I believe okay. <laughs> uh, which which means the autumn date okay uh, yeah so yes the the traditional date twenty fourth of August based on one letter written by the eyewitness so you'd think reliable uh but not so much because we've only got copies of this of this letter written by Pliny the younger and medieval scribes were a bit rubbish yeah. And so they just, when it wasn't clear, they just kind of looked around the room and then filled in any date. So we have, I think we have the 24th of August. We have uh, the 25th of October. I think we even have a 5th of December somewhere hanging around. Uh, But the 24th letter became kind of canon because it was the best preserved. And then we just decided that was that. Um, But then since then, we've got, of proper archaeological evidence we believe that says it can't have happened in august because you've got ripe pomegranates yeah
2: uh,
1: and they only ripen at the end of september earliest um but we've also got some really uh, we've got the, basically the sludge on the floor in a wine press so when they finished pressing the wine and it sort of splattered everywhere uh they actually found all of that kind of sludge still uh on the floor so that sort of suggests it was after the the great picking Right. Which again doesn't happen till October. So, for us, really, the date is kind of Octobery date. Okay. Um, yeah, and then in the new excavations, there was that little graffito yeah, which had say. the seventeenth of October. But whoever wrote it didn't write the whole date. So we, we just have <laughs> we just have that number <laughs> uh, and the month, but we don't have the year. So it's it's kind of that tantalising another bit of evidence without being. Confirmed. But
0: again, you would think,
1: I cool. suppose,
0: with all the stuff that's churning up, you'd think someone would just have had like a desk calendar, one of those block ones. <laughs> just <laughs> with the, the, the
1: date. The the of the date. Flip yeah. Exactly. Just let it there. <laughs> that would or, have been really useful.
0: Or if you find, you know, in record, you would think in records there would be something with, you know, if, you, if you're finding papaya you know the the wax the wax tablets i don't You'd know, think there'll be something the, with a date on
2: well exactly that morning could
1: <laughs> yeah. have just signed off <laughs> yeah. oh, so close and yet so no. they're, prob- they're probably <laughs> so we're, left, we're left with pomegranates <laughs> as a result what if
0: the hot ga- gas from the volcano coming up through the earth just made everything ripen a bit early that year what about <laughs> that
1: what about that? Yeah. Well, then, then you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I <laughs> think it was before <laughs> August. You
1: just cracked the code. Damn, <laughs> it should have come straight to you. And do you uh, think
0: is having the? I mean, this sort of first hand account because Pliny the Elder died in the yes. in in the explosion, but it's his account. He was the one who sort of went in there and then did he tell someone else about it who told Pliny the younger about it
1: well no Pliny the younger well we, kind of yeah plenty yeah. the younger was watching it so i mean that's but from a he...
0: long way off though he was miles well, away well he was picking... doing his i've just read, read had a book about it he was do, he was <laughs> uh, he was asked if he wanted to come along
1: yeah. and he
0: said no i'm the younger one you go you're the plenty the elder you go why people why? will think we're the same bloke eventually for a long time <laughs> just... Uh, got but I've got screen. to do my I've got to do my A levels. So you go and look at the <laughs> volcano. And plenty yes, the elder yes. who did a big natural who did this big stupid encyclopedia that is boring and wrong.
1: Generally, um, yes, Don't follow his medical advice. He wanted to go and look that's at it for advice. his.
0: He wanted to go and look at it a bit closer, which I yes. think was probably his first mistake. <laughs> I think if there's a volcano, go further <laughs> no. away from it. That's 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 why he died. But if he, he died, then lesson, if he died, how do we know what what he did?
1: Well, uh, so we have people around him who okay. then reported back, um, and there were there were enough people who one then said. Told. Say it
0: was the twenty fourth of August. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, watch them. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that but that's that's pretty unusual to have like a eyewitness account of
1: oh, it's something and then yeah. and
0: and uh, and is that is that something you use? Is it something that confirms what you're finding i mean because there was, there's quite full-on description of the of the ocean filling with uh stone and whatever, yeah, like no, pumice no, or
1: whatever. and the sea and the seed sort of you know vaguely tsunami-esque yeah just sort of reaching out but yeah the the description of the actual uh of what the, the eruption looked like ended up being called a plinian eruption That's right. because they you know they, he was the first to kind of uh observe it and there's you know a sort of smoke column going 30 kilometers into the air. Uh, it was, you know, pretty striking and looking like a, I think it's a, an umbrella pine tree, as he calls it. Um, otherwise, you know, without this, without this description, we'd never have had a clue really what it what it actually looked like and and we would have assumed that there was lava uh which there wasn't <laughs> and that is the hill i will die on uh, literally probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day <laughs> one day
0: <laughs> well, it's dangerous work. why because they were back the romans came back and lived there almost straight away again, where they kind of stayed yeah. away for about a couple of years and then went ah
1: yeah right. no, and we forget there's often you know there's talk of all the people who died there um but actually there's a lot of survivors yeah um, and people who did just look up and went not looking good, let's leave. Um, and they kind of yeah, they settled in and around sort of the Bay of Naples area. They didn't go far, let's say. right? Uh, so they you know they weren't that scared. <laughs> um, but essentially, the land is really fertile. Yeah. So after, after an eruption, it's still fertile. So yeah, come back. Stop. <laughs> like, very, how often does know, it, it erupt? So
0: was it during the Second World War? It last erupted. Yeah. So was, yeah and how and how, and how often how often does it does it go off?
1: Uh, well, that's it. It doesn't really have a kind of uh, rhythm, right? So that's the fun part. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I was there, we had six earthquakes or something in in about three months. Yeah. And of course, before the eruption in Pompeii in seventy nine, there was uh, a massive earthquake uh, in sixty two or sixty three. Another date we don't know. Right. Another date. Another date that we can have fun with. Um, <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, so I was kind of like looking at my watch at that point going, well, yeah, maybe <laughs> if history's taught me one thing, <laughs> let's Just get starper. out. <laughs> yeah. Go so the other I'd... way. Go the other. Don't go towards <laughs> I thought, the volcano. <laughs> no, That's exactly. I've I, would, I would go other... to the library, the library somewhere else. If
0: I had to die in a natural disaster, though, I think mm. a vulca- I'd like to go in a volcano. If it had, that was at least. Well, I,
1: yeah, I mean, the way they died, that, that, you know, I mean, it's obviously terrifying for ages and ages as, you know, it's a 24 hour eruption. So they're kind of thinking we're safe, we're safe. And then it kind of peters off a bit. And then suddenly these pyroclastic surges come down the hillside and they, they don't know what happened after that. So there's, I think there's about five or six of these things and they, Pompeii actually gets hit on the third and fourth and fifth, I think. Right. And so, if you're still there, if you're still hanging on after the, yeah. third, the th- third and fourth, the I mean that's season.
0: brave, and that's in a way that bloke deserves to have his cock shown on the BBC, doesn't he? Because he should have yeah. got out a bit quicker. He was, <laughs> he had two go. Oh, there's two. Oh, ah, yeah. that'll probably be it.
1: Well, actually, he died before because he oh, was geez. slightly north. Yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was in the uh, number fourth surge yeah right. yeah so he was already dead and people in pompeii were still alive but i find that kind of weird as well <laughs> it's like they were still running around going you know it could yeah. be okay and yeah yeah mr mr man over there still not okay
0: and so how is the life of an archaeologist is it um because again i have a very brief experience of it as an 18 year old it seemed like a lot of drinking and cavorting around that's, and everyone seemed yeah. a bit crazy. Is yeah, that no. sort of how it was for you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> yeah, we're an odd breed. <laughs> so
0: is it like? Is it a bit like being? Do you feel like you're still being a student for all that time, or does it feel like? Does it feel like a? Does it feel like a
1: job? <laughs> it's, it's a real job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. No. You were. Uh, yeah. I mean, you were no, being fine.
0: very sensible and doing. You know proper proper stuff, proper stuff proper engineering stuff. and stuff i don't <laughs> exactly. understand any of that i just know about looking at victorian trenches that's my main thing
2: but yeah
1: um, no so yes there's the sort of the university stage of being an archaeologist and then yes you have to take a little bit of responsibility and and i worked for 14 years doing survey work so geophysics survey work for, for you know important clients so you do grow <laughs> up eventually and uh, but you don't stop drinking but you do grow up
0: and uh, does it is it uh is it a young person's game? Do you get like seventy and eighty-year-old archaeologists still out there bending over in the dirt?
1: Or? Well, they're they're not much. Yeah, there's not <laughs> many bending anymore. <laughs> um, I got out of field archaeology a few years ago because I thought I think it's time. My knees, you know, my knees are going. Yeah. So I thought I'll, I'll write books now. That's safe. <laughs> well, at least you're in. I don't get dirty. <laughs> at
0: least you're in Italy, where at least presumably it wasn't too. The weather was quite nice.
1: Exactly, exactly. So that's. Yeah. I but yeah, that. no, no, you can still you can still dig. There's 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 people who are older than me out there in the field. But yeah, I decided no. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. I'm shocked. And so, what
0: are you doing? You've moved back to London now.
1: I have. And so, yes. what? What?
0: What's? How are you uh, passing your time, both in lockdown and outside of lockdown? What? What do you?
1: <laughs> well, they're one in the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the joy of a freelance. So, I'm, I'm working with Cambridge University on on the Caycelius books. Yes. So, I'm I'm sort of helping that. We're we're actually making a sort of offshoot of that with our bar owner. We've we've created a a story um, for kids' history course, basically. And uh, we've had it illustrated, and we've got uh, Caroline Lawrence. I don't know if you know Caroline Lawrence, but she writes these amazing history books uh, about the Roman period. So we've been working with them to do that, which is, uh, and it will go out free to schools. We're not, we're not charging for That's it. Terrific um so that should that's being launched this year i think summer this year do schools still
0: learn latin though is that a big thing yeah 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 no it's
1: great it's yeah they're weird i mean everyone's trying to keep that up but ours is pure history it's it's not not learn latin it's uh it's it's just kind of learning it's like the caicillus thing but it's it's sort of learn history, but also how do we know about history? How are these stories kind of manifest themselves? We've got objects that we pull out of the ground, so tell the story. Yeah. Um, and then I'm writing a book off my own bat um, about the women who excavated in Pompeii, who are now largely forgotten. Uh, yes, I saw you write in the
0: So, who, so who, uh, give me some examples of, of.
1: OK, well, the first the first one I can find really is is um, Napoleon's sister. Right. Uh, who's pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) And I always thought, you know, she would just sort of swan on to sight and and have a look. She married uh, a general in Napoleon's army and then he became king in Naples. So at the beginning of the 19th century. And I thought, you know, the story was she would go and swan around and, you know, pretend to dig something up. They would kind of bury things for her and then she would come and brush away the, the pumice stone. And I thought that's all she did. Um, and then I found some bits and pieces and I sort of discovered that she'd actually kind of went, actually, this was fun digging up fake stuff. I'd like to dig up the real stuff. So she actually got herself a little excavation going. Uh, and then she basically just took charge of, of the strategy of digging Pompeii. Right. And she, got, she got Napoleon's army to come and dig the walls, the circuit wall of Pompeii, which is why you can see the wall now. Yeah. Um, uh, because that she thought also that they had no skills, so they couldn't do much damage to a big, hefty city wall, and she was correct. <laughs> um, even Sulla couldn't do much damage to that city wall, so <laughs> the, the French army were fine. Uh, but then she decided that you know people were digging little holes everywhere at that period, and they were just carting stuff off, and she was like, "Well, it's got no, it's got no sense to it. Let's open it up to the public. Let's open up all these streets so people can walk around." And you know, quite amazing stuff at the beginning of the 19th century and nobody knows that she had any part in this so I'm like right I'm going to tell her story because she's cool.
0: Yeah that's great well you know Um, I think it is I I, I just think Pompeii is such a magical place and such a place you know it really got me interested in history and the first time I went there I was just sort of overwhelmed with it I have to say as an 18 year old I I couldn't believe it but I think also a lot of it was to do with having studied that and and having those put however accurate they were of Caecilius and who he was yeah but, no, there, no, is there, but is there, there is there is there a bust of Caecilius there's an actual
1: there is yeah, so, a home, yeah. yeah with a, with a little penis so. yes is there yeah, you should you should yeah. know that one well I didn't know, <laughs> I
0: didn't know. is it his penis <laughs> yeah. there that they've, they've
1: well not the actual one no it's, it it's a made marvelous? of bronze <laughs> it's, it's but I'm sure penis. it was modeled to scale yeah <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that the artist got it correct um, but no, that's the nice thing about Pompeii is, is it kind of it it sort of gives you the whole ro- the gamut of Roman life. It's perfect. But then for me now, I kind of feel like it's giving me a, a sort of idea about the history of the excavation. So I'm I'm looking at a Russian woman who came over from you know she she escaped the Russian Revolution. She's there in the 1920s. Mussolini's about to come in and dig, and so it's kind of it's. To me, it's also just bigger than just the Roman city. Sure. Now. I'm kind of finding it quite interesting finding out about how it was dug and why we are seeing what we see and what is missing, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. what, what's missing from the picture um so yeah no it's great but yeah the roman city on its own and um, yeah my first time there i was just you know i had been walking around roman british sites no offense but they're, they're quite low mm. um, <laughs> look to the ground and then suddenly you know to be to be walking in a street where you've got the walls and you just feel sort of enveloped by it, which is, which is so good. Sure.
0: And is there, are there other things to come out of Pompeii that you know about? Is there, is there, because there must be uh, that with that bar as an example, it's obviously been fully excavated by the time we, the public see, see it. So there must, there must be other sort of secrets that are sort of. Well, there
1: are, but they don't tell me. No, do they not? (laughs) I I even work, I even work for the, uh, for the um, official Pompeii um, Twitter feed. Yes. And they don't tell me any secrets <laughs> it's at all. because you tweet they, it. They, they literally know. give it to me on the day, and they say, <laughs> "Can you do something with this?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> where so I hear at the same time you guys hear pretty much. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's a well kept secret what's going on in Pompeii. but rightly so because then then it's pretty amazing when it comes out, mm-hmm. and it's yeah grabbing headlines left, right, and centre.
0: And if you could travel back in time, the whole lot of you, not just yeah. your finger, which is what I usually ask, what Period of, what period of <laughs> wow! I usually ask if you have a finger that could travel through time. What would you do with it? But I, you're oh, a cool. you're a serious academic. I'm not going yeah. to ask you no, I'm bringing a the crazy question like me. that. <laughs> you can all go back. Which would you go back to Roman history? And if so, what period of history? Or would you go back? Some what, where would you go to if you could? Would it be? Well, to if, yeah. Eruption? If I wasn't
1: being boring, I I would go. I'd probably go to uh, Persepolis, and just see these crazy sort of um, festivals that they had there. Um, the sort of the Persian kings but if I'm being born I would love to go back uh obviously pre-eruption uh and I'd like to go back to my to my little corner Pompeii, <laughs> where, where you know if I spent four years there I'd quite like to spend a day there you know and what
0: was he serving up so he was only serving up one pot of stuff was he in your well he
1: was he was pretty cool he yeah he had well he didn't have any pots so that's he he didn't really do food um but his wines were really exotic um, so we found all the amphorae in the in the beer garden at the back, and one of them uh, came from Gaza. Wow! And it's okay. the only one only one known in Pompeii from Gaza. Right. So he's obviously got a sort of roving eye for, for <laughs> exotic wines. Obviously, looked at his neighbours and went, "Oh, they're all selling kind of local plonk." I need to do something different. I think outside the box. <laughs> uh, so he brought in Cretan wines in his in his uh, outside the stable where the where the donkey was uh, in his atrium where Mattela was hanging out. Yeah, uh, he had something like thirty to forty Cretan wine amphorae. Um, so he was bringing in from Crete, uh, Gaza. Um, yeah, so he was kind of a bit more interesting than, than your average barn.
0: And is it the same as wine? Is it the same? What is wine the same from two thousand years ago? Are you able to tell? Notes?
1: No, no. <laughs> it would have been a bit rough, up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the alcohol level was the same. I've just been reading a, a friend's tweet about this, um, but they because they used wild yeast to to make it, but in okay. fact it never really got super alcoholic. But they did water it down, right? Uh, probably more because it tasted a bit good. <laughs> um but yeah um but yes no i don't i did actually have to taste uh some sort of, a, a sort of essentially authentic roman wine on a tv program i did and i hadn't drunk it before so they put me behind the bar with a glass of wine in my hand and i and i basically spat it out over the over the guy who was interviewing me it was disgusting okay. um <laughs> so take two <laughs> he had to sort of brush down uh, the wine off him um, but yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's very sweet, I think, is, is the main thing. It's sort of unusually, really sweet.
2: And
0: what other things do you think? Because what's fascinating is, you know, that it's 2,000 years, but I suppose that's only 50 or 60 generations of people, I suppose, is that yeah. many? Yeah, are, I know. Are there th- is there mu- are there, were there things that surprised you that are the same or nearly the same as the modern day?
1: I think the one the one that got me the most was the boiler. I, I, it was crazy. I, I was looking through a book and I found a picture and I said, what is that? And it looks exactly. And there's what everybody said on Twitter was that looks like the boiler I had in my bed sit in the 1960s. <laughs> it's basically a, a metal cauldron with pipes coming out of it. And I, it was just exactly like your boiler would look today. Right. And that's when you suddenly think, yeah, we have not progressed very far when the boilers look exactly the same. Yeah, um, But yeah, that's pretty, that was, that, I think that was the sort of most what moment. Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Cool.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, look, it's been lovely to talk to you. I'm, I'm disappointed you can't give me any more secrets that are coming up. Let me just check it
1: out. <laughs> well, I'd have to kill you if I knew. Uh, yeah, no, we're all in the dark.
0: Um, and uh, if people want to follow you, Pompeii79, really loads of great updates and really interesting articles. Some of them are in Italian, though. Yeah. So yes. you have to be able to speak Italian.
1: But boiler speak, so, you know, yeah. anyone who's a fan of boilers, follow me. <laughs>
0: And uh, yes, we'll look out for your Caecilius uh, yeah. and your and your women of
1: my women in Pompeii. Pompeii yeah. That sounds absolutely fantastic,
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen. Give a massive round of applause virtually to the fantastic Dr. Sophie Hay. Thank you very much. Uh, see you. you next week. Uh, we've got Ashley Story. I've just booked Ashley Story uh, for next week and uh, tomorrow more Twitcher fun. If you're watching this live, okay. See you everyone. Thank you very much. Goodbye. You have been listening to Hellistaba with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Dr. Sophie Hay. Thank you to Pest for playing the music I'm indebted to. Chris Evans, not that one. Ben Walker, fantastic producer, working hard for us on our ad content at the moment. Uh, thank you very much to everyone at Acast and the British Comedy Guide and everywhere else that helps us. Yeah. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFastTheStrike.com production. Why not become a monthly badger? Go fasterstrike.com badges. Loads of extra content, loads of fun things that you get, including a badge and a membership pack and all sorts of stuff. And again, all your money goes straight back into providing more entertainment for you at home. Love you all. Take care of yourselves and each other. Goodbye.